A good Wednesday morning to you. Tonight at uh, 7 o'clock is our last uh, service in the Eternal Issues Bible Conference at church, at our church, and uh, encourage you to come if you're able to do so. Uh, it's been a, certainly a good uh, series of meetings with Aaron Hoke and uh, preaching some good messages from the book of Genesis. Well, today we're in the Old Testament in our reading uh, in Judges 19 and 20, but also in the New Testament. John chapter 15 and Psalm 83. And I want to go back to Judges this morning because yesterday uh, I pointed out that the last chapters of the book of Judges illustrate just how decadent Israel had become, both spiritually and morally. And the decadence, uh, remember, is because there was no king in Israel. Everybody's doing what's right in their own eyes the king, the ultimate king, the Lord God, his, uh, his, his ruling over his people has been shunned. They're not listening. They're not paying attention to what he has to say. And consequently, they get plun- they're plunged into decadence, spiritually and morally. And th- these last chapters illustrate that, that decadence, and they do so telling us about uh, two different Levites, Chapter 17 and 18, the spiritual decadence is illustrated through uh, Micah and a Levite that he took to be his priest. And chapters uh, 19 and 20 uh, tell us about another Levite who had taken for himself a concubine. Now, that in itself is problematic um, when you think about you know, God's ideal for marriage. The Levite took a concubine, and there could be more than one reason why uh, concubines were taken in that Old Testament era, in that culture. One could be very, um, maybe selfish, I, 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 could, I, I could say that, selfish, in that the man who takes the concubine wants to expand his family, and by expanding his family, he can expand his wealth because he can uh, raise more crops, he can be more effective in, uh, in his agricultural endeavors. And so sometimes concubines were taken to expand one's wealth, sometimes to display that wealth, because after all, the larger your harem uh, means you, are, you have to be pretty well off because you have to maintain all of that. But another reason for concubinage could be more, um, more, more compassionate. In other words, um, a woman could be bereft of her husband and have no family to take to, to care for her. Remember, this is not a society where women went down to the factory and got a job or got an office job or something like that. And uh, so, so there was very much a need for a family unit. And when a woman has lost that, she becomes a widow um, and has no children, has no no family to care for her, then she could become destitute. And so uh, a man might take such a woman into his household, and she would serve the household. Uh, There may or may not be any sexual relations related to that. Most likely there would be. But nevertheless, um, the, the man who takes her as a concubine 
is doing so more out of a sense of compassion to care for and provide for the needs of this woman. All right, so we don't know exactly why this Levite took the concubine, but he did. And right away we learned that the concubine was unfaithful to him. So we get the sense that he didn't take this concubine out of a sense of compassion for her because she was bereft of family. In fact, in her, <clears throat> in her infidelity, the verse, uh, verse 2 tells us that she played the harlot against him and took off, went back to dad's house, to her father's house. So she goes back to her father's house and she's theirs for four months. And the rest of the story has to do with the Levite going to get this concubine back and bring her back to his house and uh, how that all goes south. And what, what I really want to highlight in showing the moral decadence of Israel is just the horrible attitude displayed toward women. And it's all illustrated by the concubine. Because when the, the husband, the man, goes to the father's house, the father welcomes him in, the concubine is willing to go along with him back home, and, but before they can leave, the men of the city where the father lives in Bethlehem, Judah, the, me, the men of the city come and surround the house, and they, they want to have sexual relations with the man. All right, so there's decadence. But the father and the man say, uh, no, uh, look, here's the concubine. Take her, do with her whatever you want. And the father actually says... The, you know, the father of the concubine is is willing to um, to give up as you know daughters as well. I mean, we've seen that before. So anyway, the concubine gets sent out to these men of Bethlehem to do whatever they want to do with her, and her husband knows it. So here's the thing: when a man took a concubine. He was responsible to protect her and to care for her and to provide for her in return for her services, whatever those were. So the, the Levite totally disregards his responsibility to protect and care for her. He gives her away to these men to abuse her all night long. And then we read that the next morning he got up to leave, even though she wasn't back in the house. And and my first, the first thing that astounds me in this is, how in the world could the man sleep? How could he, how could he even close his eyes in sleep under these circumstances? So the fact that he could tells you, gives you a lot of insight into his heart. Nevertheless, he gets up to to leave, and he opens the door, and he's going to leave, leave her behind again because she's not there. He's going to just leave her behind and go home. But he opens the door, and there she is, lying on the, on the threshold of the door, and she's dead. She's dead. And, but before knowing that she's dead, he says to her, come on, get up, let's go. <laughs> Are you kidding me? What an attitude toward this, this woman. And then he realizes that she's dead, so he, he puts her on the back of his donkey and heads on home. He finally gets home, and then he dismembers her and into 12 pieces and sends her body parts throughout the I mean this is just it is just absolutely appalling isn't it what a, a horrible disregard for the woman uh, 
what moral decadence. And here's the thing. This was a Levite. This was one who was supposed to be a spiritual leader in the land. The Levites were supposed to lead the people of Israel spiritually and morally. And yet, we come to the end of the book of Judges, and we just see how decadent society can become when God and his word are utterly forsaken. We are left with no spiritual or moral compass, such, as it, such was the case in Judges, and so also is the case in our era. Without, without the objective spiritual and moral standard of the Word of God, we are left to ourselves to do what we want in our own eyes, and it isn't going to be good. It isn't going to be pretty. And so we see, even in our day. Our Father and our God, we read these stories, and they are just appalling to us. And we, we almost wonder, how in the world could this even be? And yet, all we have to do is look around, read the newspaper, and we can see how decadent a society can become when people have no spiritual or moral authority as grounded in your word. Oh, Lord, I pray that we, your people, would hold forth the word of life, hold forth the truth, that others may rally round it. We pray in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. All right. Well, listen, you have a good rest of your Wednesday. And again, if you can make it out at 7 o'clock tonight for the last session of our Eternal Issues Bible Conference, I hope you'll, I hope you'll do so. Good day. Mm-hmm.